All right, uh, here we go. Thanks for coming. It's been a very, very nice morning. Uh, remember Christmas sharing this week. There's a lot to do. Come help. Bring stuff. Life's good. Um, let's see. In the basket in front of you, that money will go to Spain. So here's the thing. Uh, we're, uh, Santi will be here in a second. His lovely wife is where <laughs> Santi's here. He'll be, I mean, he'll be standing up here. Here's his lovely wife. What did you do with the kids? Really? Maria is, she is absolute best. So here's the thing. Uh, put money in the basket. We'll send it to Spain. If you put a million dollars in the basket, Santi will be a millionaire. It's going to be great. So it, it's so easy. Life is so easy. Okay. Mrs. King, you're frightening me. What do you want to know? St. John Lutheran Church. We know what to do. Um, otherwise, it's been a great week. We're very happy to have Dr. Just back. Linda's here somewhere spreading good cheer. Um, Santi and his lovely wife and family are here. Uh, thanks to all of you who have shown a little bit of hospitality. It's been a whirlwind kind of trip. It's their first exposure here. When they're finished, as soon as they're done here, they go to West Chicago. Pastor Fred Gady has a Spanish-speaking service, so Santi's going to preach there and help with the liturgy, and then there's a reception afterwards. Frankly, if any of you wanted uh, authentic Mexican potluck, you should show up at Pastor Gady's place. You should go to church because there is a service at about 12 or 12.15, and then afterwards... Uh, it's fiesta, right? That's what's happening? Yeah, yeah it's going to be great. Val cooked, I think. So um, anyway, Dr. Just, if you'll pray for us uh, and talk to us, we'd love that. Thanks. Love you. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, come to us in this Advent season with your gifts, the gifts of forgiveness, life, and salvation. We thank you for our fellowship in the gospel and the fellowship of this moment. Bless us now. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Bless we the Lord. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to start with a commercial. Um, some of you had the joy two years ago to go with Pastor Bruzik and our good friend, Pastor Peter Ladick, uh, to the Holy Land. We had 50 pilgrims. It was an absolute riot. We had so much fun. A year ago, some of you went to France with us, just Pastor and I went. This uh, May, June, we are going to Italy. I know some of you already signed up, but don't miss the fun. It's coming soon. If you haven't signed up or you're thinking of signing up, sign up this month before Christmas. Get it out of the way before the new year. But please join us. It's going to be a great time. We enjoy it so much. Linda and I have done 10 or 11 of these trips over the years, and it's one of the best times we've ever had. So... Talk to Pastor Bruzik. He's on the brochure. We'd love to have you. End of commercial. Okay. <laughs> what, a, what a delight to be with you again. The last time I was here for, was for David's ordination, so it's been too long. And it's so great to be able to talk to you about one of my passions, and that is the Evangelical Lutheran Church of Spain. Um, I'm going to do a little history with you to start. Then I'm going to show you real quick what the church looks like and the church's people. So I'm going to show you the people there. It's a humble church. But it's a church that's growing and has got great hope. And I want you to see the whole story. I want to start, first of all, with Paul. Because Paul is the one who got the church started in Spain. I believe that with my whole heart. He said he wanted to go to Spain, and I think he did. And so the church is, in Spain is there from the beginning. It's apostolic. Here is James, uh, the, one of the big three. Peter, James, and John, you know this, the sons of Zebedee. He was the first of the 12 to be martyred, Stephen was martyred first, but of the 12, martyred in Acts 12. And he is, in a sense, the patron saint of Spain. Santiago is named after him. Mm -hmm. St. James is Santiago. 
Um, I'll talk a little bit more about Santiago because we actually have some folks in Galicia. Here, is it, here it is from Romans. Paul says, I hope to see you in passing as I go to Spain and to be helped on my journey there by you. Once I have enjoyed your company for a while, when therefore I have completed this and have delivered to them what has been collected, I will leave for Spain by way of you. He, of course, is talking to the Roman church. And we really believe that, and here's the, the chronology. Luke is the one who gives it to us in Acts. Here's the chronology if you're interested in this. <clears throat> James, the bishop of Jerusalem, is martyred in 62. Paul is in Rome in Acts 28 there, how, under house arrest. We think he is released. That's when he goes to Spain in 63, 64. He comes back and in 64, 65 is martyred with Peter. So he had that very brief little period of time when he could have gotten to Spain to start the church there. This is Clement of Rome, very early, 2nd century. This is what he said. Paul also obtained the reward of patient endurance after being thrown into jail seven times, compelled to flee and stoned. And after preaching both in the East and West, he gained the illustrious reputation due to his faith, having taught righteousness to the whole world, taught taught righteousness to the whole world and come to the extreme limit of the West, which was at that time Hispania, which is Spain, um, and suffered martyrdom under the prefects. So Clement of Rome believed that he went to Spain. So I think it's very fair to say that the church started there with Paul. This is the Plaza Mayor in Madrid, and the reason I have it here is this is where the Spanish Inquisition was. And whether you know it or not, there were many Lutherans in the 16th century in Spain, and all of them were either murdered, martyred, or exiled. Two Spaniards in the 16th century translated the Bible from the Greek into Spanish. It's called the Reina Valera. It's the King James of the Spanish world. And it still is in use today. We use it. Uh, the, the most contemporary version of that is in the New Lutheran Study Bible, which has been translated into Spanish. But the Spaniards um, had Lutherans in their midst, and they were basically thrown out during the time, really the time of the Reformation. Um, this is one of the places where they were in Madrid. Here is Valladolid. I'm standing at the place where they were tried. And then here in Sevilla, this is where they were tried. And you can see it here from the cathedral. It's that square down there. I was shown this by a Spaniard who is now the only Spanish pastor from Sevilla, Juan Carlos, and I'll show you his family and his church in a minute. Here I am with one of the first missionaries in the square, two Lutherans 500 years later, not being tried for being Lutherans. Um, this is where the, the, the Bible was translated. This is right outside Sevilla. I want to start with one passage in Spanish, because it's about the good news, which is what we're talking about today in the church. Cuán hermosos son sobre los montes los pies del que trae buenas nuevas del que anuncia la paz, del que trae buenas nuevas del bien, del que anuncia la salvación, del que dice a Sion, tu Dios reina. Now you know what that means. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news, who announce peace, who bring good news of wellness, who announce salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. That's what we're about. That's all we're about. Announcing the reign of God in Spain, it was started in October of 2000, so it's a 14-year-old mission. Um, <clears throat> I want to start with the first Spanish Lutherans in the 20th century. Here's 
one of them, Javier Sanchez, he's a year older than me. We are, in, in his words, we are la misma quinta. We're the same generation. Um, he came to Lutheranism in the, in the 70s and 80s, but didn't really know it. He was sort of a Calvinist to start with, but was really a Lutheran, and, and, and learned to become a Lutheran after having studied for the priesthood, then getting married, but then reading in, in England the Lutheran confessions. And at the very beginning, he was the foundation. Now, he's not a pastor. He's a layman, speaks fluent English, teaches English. He's in Toledo, which is sort of the center of, Lutheran, of, uh, Sp of Catholic Spain. And here is Virginia. Uh, she's a Spaniard, too, but went to Venezuela, got married, came back, and is in the north, in Asturias. These two people, back in the year 2002, when I went there for a sabbatical, only a year and a, and a half after they started, these were my foundation stones, and still there today. They're wonderful folks. Here are the numbers. It's, it's very humble. I added four because I uh, affirmed four in the faith just about ten days ago. Linda and I were there for ten days doing the tour to really baptize, celebrate the Lord's Supper, preach, and had four affirmations of faith. And you can see the biggest churches in Sevilla, Madrid, Cartagena, which is on the coast, Valencia, too, on the coast. I'll show you where they all are. You can see the numbers there. Here they are as they, they, they come out in terms, I think, of order of, of uh, size. You can see we're scattered all over the place. Canaries, everybody knows where the Canaries are. We now have three people there. We're going to have two more, I think. They're coming from Cartagena to the Canaries. Um, Logroño is where your Rioja wine is from. That's a great area. Uh, Zaragoza, which has uh, got a long history. I wish I could tell it to you in Spain. It's, it's related to Santiago. Um, here are the missionaries. The first one, these are Argentinians. This is a really interesting phenomena. Um, it's an Argentinian mission. And the Spanish church is a district of the Argentinian church. But it is funded by the Missouri Synod. So it's a really interesting thing to have a church that has really kind of all the say and power, but none of the financial capacity. So we've been working through that a little bit. But the missionaries have been Argentinian. This is Marcos Berndt. I This was in 2002. I, he was leaving, and I was coming to sort of be the transition between the next missionary, which is Walter Raleigh. This is, again, a picture in 2002 a man right out of the seminary, and he was there for quite a while. He left two years ago. Um, and then uh, there's his family, and they had both their children in Spain, and they have become uh, both Spanish and Argentinian citizens. He's now in Switzerland doing a missionary uh, effort there among the immigrants from uh, Latin and South America in Switzerland. And here's Gustavo Lavia. He was the third missionary, and he is now leaving. And that's one of the reasons why Linda and I are going back, or at least I am, every month or every two months, because they really have no missionary there. They have no one to serve many of the churches there. Um, there's his family. This is Juan Carlos. He is a Sevillano. Um, he, too, was not studying to be a priest, but he was studying in Catholic seminaries to be a deacon in his church. Um, a really learned man. He is the Spanish pastor and the only one at this point. And here's his little altar in Sevilla in a hotel room. Scott has been there. Scott has, by the way, gone twice with me to what they call a foro, which is a forum that they have every May, June, in which they bring people together, partners 
who are supportive or may become supportive of the church there. Here's Juan Carlos and his family. I stay in their home every time I go to Sevilla. They have become very close to their children. Uh, the, the, the daughter here is, is the, holding one of the members of the, fam- of the congregation, but it's the three children there with Anna, who's a rock. Oh, what a wonderful Lutheran she is. Here's Juan Carlos with Jose Luis, who will probably be the next Spanish pastor in Valencia. I was with him for 10 weeks and mentored him in 2012. And he is studying for the ministry through the Argentinian seminary, of which we are now cooperating with. And I'll tell you about that in a minute. Here is Jose Luis with the other man who will be a, a Spanish pastor, Antonio Suarez. I love this man. He's a natural-born missionary. I've never met anybody like him. He will talk to a tree about Jesus. I mean, he is unbelievable. I mean, I've seen him in action. Linda was just there with us in that congregation. She had never really been to that church in Cartagena. And he just, everybody he touches, he, he, it's, and they love it. It's unbelievable. He is from the Canary Islands, his parents are, but they moved to, after the Civil War, his parents, to Venezuela. So he grew up in Venezuela, but he's a Spaniard. Came back, he works for Repsol in Cartagena, the the oil company, some of you may know them. Um, And there they are, there's the the triumvirate. And uh, this is a man from Argentina. I am the, the Missouri Synod liaison to Spain, appointed by Ted Cray, who is the area director of Latin South America and Spain. He was my former student, Ted Cray. Um, he, was, he was my um, sacristan when I was dean of the chapel, and now he is my, my jefe, he's my boss. <laughs> I, I love it, I report to him, it's great. I call him and I say, Ted, can I do this, can I do this? This is what I think I should do. And, he, then, and he'll sometimes say, no, that's not, I want you to do this. Okay, I mean, I'm an obedient, obedient son, <laughs> I am. Yeah, this is uh, Claudio Herber. He is the, the Argentinian representative. And this was just a month ago in Madrid when we had a foro. Here's the Madrid congregation. That's the symbol of Madrid, the oso. Although I was told that it's not an oso. Did you know this? It's an osa. It's a, it's a female bear. And the, the, it's, what is the name of the tree? The, what is it? Madroño, which is the tree there. And this is in the, the Plaza del Sol in Madrid, that, that figure. There's Madrid. It's the center of the country. Um, this is not Madrid. This is Toledo. But there's Javier Sanchez. This is in 2002. And his family, his wife, they were my two sons when they were really little. <laughs> What's interesting is we, had a, we didn't have a Eucharist. We had a Vesper service, the first Lutheran service in Toledo in 500 years. 500 years. And we were there. It was great. Um, here is, uh, and you can see Scott up there in the corner. Here's Ted Cray, right here. He's my, my, my cafe. There's Javier Sanchez. There's Juan Carlos. There's Scott. This was a year ago at the Foro. These are the members of the, 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 um, the church in uh, Madrid. Uh, this is Erica. She's a, a, an American married to a, a man from the Basque country. This is Melissa Flug. They're both daughters of pastors who are in Madrid, and we're hoping through them we can maybe get some deaconess work going. We just talked about that a week ago. Here I am a month ago in Madrid celebrating, first time we'd actually celebrated in a Catholic church. I don't know how we were able to pull that off, but we did. And there, there we are, um, the humble few a month ago. Um, and here we were a week ago. And there's Linda, you can see. She was there with us. 
Here we, we meet in a business. We meet in a technology office, and it's like a room like this, half the size, and we pull all the desks away, and we set up church. Um, Sevilla is the most going concern. Sevilla is, again, a, a very um, gorgeous city, very Catholic city. Um, here's the altar that they use, and here's the congregation when Scott was there. You can see Scott up here in the corner with me. Uh, this was two years ago, I think. Um, a lot of the Spanish culture is outside their homes. They go to bars. That's where the socializing is. That's where a lot of the evangelizing goes on. Not every place, but Sevilla certainly is one. I would say Valencia is one as well. So it's a, it's a very important part of the culture. And families, Spain is incredibly family-oriented. I mean, and they, they, they live in the, in, the, in the city. They live in the bars. They, they socialize. Very social folks. Here we are socializing in Sevilla. We were eating uh, caracoles, which are snails. And they were wonderful, weren't they, Scott? They, they were two euros for a big pot of sin. Anyway, what did I miss here? Valencia. This is the main square in Valencia. This is one of my favorite places in the world. Scott and Kirby were with us um, a couple years ago. I studied in this a library here. This is the cathedral. This is another basilica. It's a beautiful city. Um, you can see it there on the coast. It's one of the oldest cities in Spain. It's got a long history. There's their flag. And here are the, the, the saints. Oh, I would say this is two years ago. There's Jose Luis, who's going to be one of the pastors there. And um, I don't think you're in that picture, Scott. There's my son in the middle. He came. That was, no, that was during my sabbatical when I was there two years ago. And here we are with Scott. There we are again. And this was just a month ago where we're, we're, we're sort of worshiping in a grotto. It's really a, really, it's a long story, but it's a strange little place. Very, and here we were just a week ago where Jose Luis gave his first sermon. First sermon. He got graded on it. We recorded it. And then back in Argentina, they graded on it. And I, I gave him an A, too. So it was, it was great. I mean, it, I, it was great. So here we were. Um, here we were in 2002, more bar ministry. Um, but I mean, you could see the three of us there in a wonderful square. You, you might even recognize it, Scott and Kirby. We had, we had uh, seafood there once. Cartagena, which is down on the coast here, you can see. This is a, this is the, a coast that is a lot of Scandinavians and a lot of Germans. Alicante is right here. There are a quarter of a million Germans who now live in Spain there. And we are developing connections with them. There's also going to be a Norwegian group that's going to settle in Alicante. So this is a, this is a very possible corridor for, for growth. And then down here, Malaga's down here. Malaga, this whole coast. The, the northern Europeans love it, and many of them, of course, are Lutherans. Um, this is a, a remarkable thing that we can worship in this place. This isn't a church, but it's in a Catholic church in like a, like a, a fellowship wing. And they have a little chapel, and, and we worship there. There you see Scott. I got all pictures with you, Scott, so you remember <laughs> me there. And this was us just a, a, 10 days ago. And this is where we baptized this little baby here. And she is a Spaniard, and she became a Lutheran. This is a policeman, Spaniard, and Loli is a Pilates teacher. They're in their 30s. They're going to be moving to the Canary Islands. But we, we brought those three in, and where is he? Here. 
Uh, yeah. Oh, right here. Yeah, he's right here. He's from Venezuela. He and Luisas, Antonio and Luisas, they're a couple. She's from Venezuela. He's the guy from Canary who's going to be part. Their brother and sister, and that's another brother. So a lot of family. And I love this next picture. This is me baptizing. And look at the parents. <laughs> it was, I mean, we're, it's, a, it's a small... And we, we brought a salad bowl from the house. You know, that's what we used. I mean, that's what we had. We found something in the church to put it on, and, and, and Antonio is holding the book. It's a, I just, it was a great moment. I don't baptize very often, so it's very special to me. The Canaries, I haven't been. We're supposed to go in March to, to confirm somebody and to affirm the faith. There are two Colombian doctors who got connected in Cartagena and then moved to the Canaries because the, the job prospects were better. The man was an atheist, Jose Antonio, devout atheist. I mean, and I mean that in <laughs> I mean, just confirmed. And he, he was able to, um, to come into the church through Antonio. And you can see Canaries is in the bottom. We have a church in Lagronia. I haven't been there. We have some folks there. We have one in Asturias, which is up in the north. Um, here was the Asturias group back in 2002 when I first came. And here it was in 2012. We just, after church, we didn't take a picture. And then Galicia. And Galicia is where the, the, the Santiago is. That's where the, 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 the Camino is. And as you know, a number of people here, Esteban, Scott, Linda, and I. Who else? Anyone else here? That's it? Yes, yes. James has done it. Um, have walked the Camino. And it's a great place. There's the cathedral where James is. And there, Claire. Yeah, Claire went with us. And there's, there we are right after we arrived. Zaragoza, we have an American in Zaragoza. These are just all the places. Um, I'm going to come back to this slide because I know I don't have a whole lot of time. I want to introduce you, though, to Barcelona because we have two uh, folks from, from Barcelona, which is Catalonia, one of the provinces of Spain. Um, you, can, you all know where Barcelona is, the second biggest city after Madrid. This is a great picture. It's a little blurry, but here we are. Here we are in 2002, and this is, this is the missionary. And here is Santi, who I now introduce to you from <laughs> Barcelona. <laughs> there we go. All right. Thank you You're welcome, very sir. much. I know. <laughs> we have both changed. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> well, thank you very much. It is a privilege and honor, and a, it is truly a blessing to be here with you. Thank you for welcoming us. Uh, yesterday night when I came into the service, I was so amazed, not just to see the, the building, the beauty of the building, to see the beauty of the liturgy, the way that you receive God's gifts, but also the beauty of the people. And this morning I have again confirmed that. So thank you very much. Um, it is a blessing. It is truly a blessing for us to be here today. And it is very much different from what we have experienced in Spain. We, at the beginning, in the, in the year 2000, uh, the missionary pastor came uh, to Barcelona from Asturias to Barcelona. He traveled once every six months. So we had a worship service once every six months. Now, 
But it was very special for us because uh, that was a moment for my wife and I uh, to experience growth, spiritual growth. So the work of the missionary pastor was very important to us. Now, Spain is a, it's a very difficult country, I guess, in terms of outreach. I remember that as a member of the Spanish church, uh, and when we had a worship service, uh, what I did was I printed out some banners and go to the, to the main square and hang all these banners announcing the worship service that we are going to have. And some people came to me and say, hey, what are these Lutherans? Are you Christian? And that was like, you know, Christians, yes, we are Christians. It was tough. It was tough to be there because even though Spaniards are known to be Catholics, but it's just a title. Most of them are atheists, and they are like, that people, that person, that doctor, atheists that, no, they are, they are against God. They are against anything that is related to Christianity. So it is a very tough, very tough place. But however, we, we have been blessed with these 80 people. Um, it, is, it is beautiful to see how God provides and he does provide through people just like you. And he puts the right people in the right place. And then we come all together. And then we remember that we are members of the same body. We are working together just to serve him. And this is what I'm doing here with my family. And probably this is what you're doing here today too. We came together because we want to serve him. And as, a, as an example of that, you know, um, when I wanted to become a pastor, um, I had a conflict because, you know, in Spain we didn't have, at that time, we didn't have the means to train pastors. So I prayed and I said, well, God, how, how is that, that I have this deep desire to become a pastor, but I do not have the, the means I cannot go to a seminary. There's no seminary. There's no school. No, no place. But he provides. He provided, and he provides, and he will provide. So in 2009, the a cappella choir from uh, Concordia Sword in Nebraska came to Barcelona uh, to support the mission field there, to uh, offer some concerts, and... Uh, through the a cappella choir, God opened the doors for us to come here to the U.S. So, four years ago and one day, four years and one day ago, we arrived into the U.S. We went to Lincoln, Nebraska. I took some classes at Concordia Sword for two years, and then we moved to Fort Wayne for seminary training. So to this point, I am a second-year seminarian at Fort Wayne. I'm very proud of that. It is a blessing, and it is a blessing. I mean, it's not just something that you say. It, it is. It has a meaning. It's meaningful. Everything that we see here, you people, 
brothers and sisters in Christ, the body of Christ, we are working together. It is a privilege. It is an honor to be here. It is an honor to go to church every time that we can, Saturday, Sunday, anytime, and see how wonderfully God, God is providing to you and to us. It's beautiful. Think about that. Look around you. I don't know how many people are here, but you know, probably twice or three times more than the whole body of the church in Spain. <laughs> it is amazing. God is good. So, if you are moved to, um, to help the people in Spain, our brothers and sisters there, you can do it in many ways. You can pray. That's the first thing. You can support with your talents, whether it is financially, whether it is by writing a postcard. One of the things that we suffered when we lived there was the solitude, to being alone. My family and I, we were looking forward you know, to, to meet another Lutherans, another brothers and sisters, and we didn't have that. And I, I remember when the a cappella choir came in 2009 and they were, they were getting out of the bus. We couldn't believe there were like 40 Lutherans at the same time. I said, wow, yes, they are real too. You know? And so, yeah, it is very important. So even if you want to write a postcard and say, hey, I'm your brother here in, in Wheaton, it is so encouraging. But above all, I just want you to know that we are members of the same body, that we are working together, even though perhaps we do not know each other personally, but we are members of the same body. We work together to serve him. So to God be the glory. Amen. I, I know Alex doesn't want to speak, but she's going to because she's so good. Come on, Alex. Come. You got to tell your story a little bit here. Here you go. You hold that. You can just hold it. Just hold it. Well, my story. My story. Okay. Um, hi. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of Lutherans. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it was uh, it was a um, um, strange journey that brought us here, that brought me here also, because um, by the time uh, Santi was first interested in Lutheranism, um, I was I was having like some sort of existential crisis or something like that. Uh, I was one of those. I don't want to say atheist, but um, I was an agnostic. Um, I had been raised as a Jehovah Witness, um, and, um, you know, these cults can do a lot of harm to you. Um, so, by the grace of God, I was able to um, get out of there, um, but then um, there was nothing else for me. Um, the only other option was Catholicism, and I, I personally um, didn't feel comfortable with their doctrine. Um, so there, there was nothing else. There were no Lutherans. Uh, so um, 
it took me a while to like 10 years. <laughs> uh, and that was and that was 10 years of, of 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 hard bible study and with the aim of mainly not to I mean I was doing that personal bible study on my own because you know the the missionary was very far away and he was only visiting once every 6 months and all that so um I was doing that bible study just to prove that he was obviously wrong <laughs> and that and that we didn't have i mean that it was not like what we had to do but you know the bible is alive and powerful and he uh and god um reached out for me and 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 so i'm blessed uh i'm blessed um through that journey and to be here and to support the mission um as uh, and we support the mission. Uh, I have been admitted to the seminary uh, in the deaconess program. So <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs> and thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. Yeah, Alex is graduating right now from uh, Indiana, Purdue, Fort Wayne in um, linguistics and English teaching. Yeah. And she, Linda, just when I was in Spain, she went to a, a ceremony honoring her as one of the top students in her department. So, so we just rejoice with Alex and Santi. Um, I have a few minutes just to kind of sum up here a couple of things. One is, is the support that St. John has already done. I mean, Pastor's been with us twice now to the Foro, and he's getting a, a, a good sense of what it is that we need. Um, Pastor Fred Gady and his wife, Val, who's here, we're hoping that they can help. We just talked uh, yesterday about um, them going to Spain and doing what I do, just kind of taking care of people, going and you know preaching, celebrating the Lord's Supper, visiting. I mean, what Santi said is so right. The loneliness, the solitude that people feel there is just astounding when you don't have that kind of contact. And when I come, it, it, it is, it's, it's a great uplift because they're so happy to see me. And I'm so happy to see them. They're just such wonderful folks. Uh, also, I just learned this this weekend, Pastor David Books and, and his wife speak Spanish. <laughs> this is great. I mean, hi- hiding under a bushel are you? You, you know, you're light. So um, I, I certainly hope that they can do the same thing that Fred and Val will do. I mean, we really, they need to see people. They need for others to come and, and visit. They, they, and I mean, it's, it's, it's that sort of kind of um, communion with others that is just so important. I did have back here some of the things, and I could go on and on. There's so much to tell. Santi began to talk a little bit about the challenges in Spain. I mean, Catholicism is certainly the religion in town, but it's really secularism, folks. That's Europe. I mean, it's just a lack of any kind of interest in God. Worse than the United States. It's unbelievable. You just really, and, and it's, you know, it's, it's sort of a Catholicism in name only. I mean, not just a, a Christmas and Easter and the, profe- the processions and the fiestas that they attend, but they go and, and they, they really don't believe it. I mean, it's really, and they're searching. They're searching, too. Everybody is. And, and they, need, they need to hear the, the, the clear buenas nuevas, the good news. That's what they need. So we need missionaries, and, and we are sending a missionary now to... Um, to Sevilla for a year, an American, David Warner. Um, he's raising his money now. He's getting his visa. He'll be there in March or April, which will take a lot of pressure off, 
off me, for example. I won't have to go as often because he can do some of the things I'm doing. But we'd love to send a, a missionary in the next year or so to Valencia, Cartagena. Um, we're praying that Santi and Alex will be the, 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 the center of the Barcelona churches. There is no worship space. We don't own or rent really anything. We rent hotel rooms, you know, conference rooms. So it would be great if we could have a place. Spaniards are really big on beautiful buildings. I mean, go to Spain. What do you do? You go to see all the churches. It's very hard for them to worship in a hotel room. It's just, it's just hard, you know. Um, the place that we have in Valencia that we just started is in this magnificent apartment building. Linda was there, and it is astounding. This is a, Valencia is known for its architects, and this guy did this in the 70s. It's unbelievable, and there's just this, this little room in there that we worship in, and it's a beautiful space, so that helps. But it would be, in all these places, we need, we need places to worship. We need deaconesses. Alex will probably be the first one. I, I did talk to this American girl, Melissa Flug. She wants to be a deaconess, maybe. So we might do her by distance learning. I mean, those, that just happened, like I said, a week ago. They need theological education. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. David Warner and, and any other missionary that goes there from the United States are going to revive a Bible institute. A lot of the Spaniards' kind of um, first touch with this church in Spain is through the Internet through the website. And they really are interested in the Bible. If you have good, solid biblical teaching on the Internet and kind of, you know, like we do with our courses where you have these chat groups and the like, it really is an incredible way to begin to bring people, you know, to the church itself, the Página Web, which is the web page. And then just the cost for sustaining a mission. And, and those, those are just the, the basic, you know, costs, even for, for me to fly over there every once in a while. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about other things we're doing. Um, in March, I was appointed by our seminary the Director of Spanish-Speaking Pastoral and Diaconal Formation. So we're working at trying to bring theological education, not just to Spain, but around the world. And in July, we had a very historic meeting. President Rast, the president of our seminary, myself, met with the faculty in Buenos Aires, the, the, the seminary there in Buenos Aires. And we have de decided to do a joint curriculum. I mean, it's historic, two seminaries working on the same curriculum. And we're calling it Formación Pastoral para Hispanoamérica, and you can probably figure that out. Pastoral formation for all of the Spanish-speaking world, these two seminaries coming together. Here is the meeting, there's the faculty, and there's, there's Rast, and there's Ted again, my boss, and the other men are from the faculty there in Buenos Aires. And here's Ted again, another picture of Ted. Um, we, we have Central American partners who we're hoping to provide theological education to. We're going to start this in February. The Dominican is which where Ted has his center. That's become sort of the center of Latin American um, um, missions for Lutherans. Guatemala, um, I had the privilege of taking Spanish in the intensive uh, school there in uh, Guatemala. Not a Lutheran, but a Christian one. I did it for a month, five hours a day one-on-one -on -one with an instructor, two hours of homework. And Linda came for the last week, and she did great, and she loved it. It was a great experience. We have a church in Guatemala, but a lot of what's happening in our missions right now is sort of recovering 
from some of the, the mission strategies, I'm saying this really nicely, I hope, from the, some of the mission strategies of the last 20 years in the Missouri Synod. And they focus more on lay ministry and volunteers. We're focusing on word and sacrament, on pastors, on theological education. And that's why we're doing what we're doing. That's why our seminary is getting involved. Haiti, Mexico, Panama, and then, of course, in South America, Argentina, Bolivia, Brazil, Chile, Paraguay, Uruguay, and Venezuela. One last thing. One of the big things we're doing at our seminary, this is going to end up being perhaps the greatest thing that we do, is to, to serve the Hispanics in the United States. Um, these are t statistics from the Today Show, which featured this in October. There are now 54 million, and some people even say 60 million Hispanics in our country. 60 million. In 2050, there will be 130 million. Right now, it's 17% of the population. It's going to be 30%. They'll be the largest group in the United States in 2043 among those who are not um, uh, Anglos. 80% use social media, for the, so they're hooked up. I love these statistics. Salsa outsells ketchup. <laughs> it's true. And tortillas outsell bread. It's amazing. We're in a different world, folks. And if we don't wake up to it and start looking out to serve that, that's why I'm so glad Santi's going in like 10 minutes to preach at one of these places. Um, I love this statistic, if you're politically inclined. If Romney had won the Hispanic vote that John McCain won four years earlier, he'd be president of the United States. Okay? So that tells you how important the Hispanics are in our culture, even politically. So there's enormous challenges. And we're just, I mean, we, we have, we have our, our little toe in the water. And we're starting. My history, I came to the seminary in 1984 to work with Hispanic program there. We lost it, went to Chicago. Now it's in St. Louis, and we're just starting it up again. So I've kind of circled back. Some of you may know my history. I grew up, when I was 13, my father was with GE. We went to Mexico, then to Spain. So I was in Spain in the 70s. So I've kind of circled all the way back to, to Mexico and Spain here at the end of my career, confirmed in Mexico City. So I have deep roots in the Hispanic world. And, and uh, my heart's in Spain, though, I will say. But, um, and my heart's here at St. John's. You folks are phenomenal. And we're just delighted to be able to share with you a little bit of this. We hope that we can work together. We're doing this in other places, too. We're just hoping to drum up some support across our country. I think it's time, isn't it, Pastor? It is. Okay. Do you want to have any closing words? I just want to thank you for coming and for, for you being here as well. It's been just great. Thank you all. I appreciate you very much. And it's great to have uh, uh, Yes. Shall, shall we stand for a blessing? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Amen. Amen.